Thank you for joining us today for a new episode of the Pennsylvania Library Association's PA Launch Pod, the podcast that focuses on Pennsylvania libraries and the people who make them special. Every day in Pennsylvania, a librarian impacts the life of a child, family, student, job seeker, grandparent, or the guy next door. This is your opportunity to hear what's happening at a library somewhere in Pennsylvania, maybe even your hometown. This is Jill Hallam-Miller, one of the hosts of PA LaunchPod. You may or may not be familiar with PA Forward, a statewide initiative of the Pennsylvania Library Association conceptualized to change the way citizens connect with libraries, underscore the significant impacts our libraries have on and in our communities, and demonstrate the importance of providing libraries with the needed resources to help them continue to build their community capacity. In 2015, a PALS cohort brainstormed and fleshed out an idea that would become the next iteration of PA Forward, the Star Library Program. Today, we're talking to members of that cohort team about the program that they conceived as a project and that has now gone statewide with libraries throughout Pennsylvania reaching for the gold. I'm joined by Joanne Eichenlaub, Melissa Foltz, and Ed Wolf. Before we begin talking about your PALS team project, could you each tell us a little bit about yourselves? Um, my name is Joanne Eichenlaub, and I'm the Assistant Director of the Madigan Library at Penn College, which is located in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Hi, I'm Melissa Foltz. I'm the Director of the Mannheim Community Library in Lancaster County. And hi, I'm Ed Wolf. I'm the Instructional Reference Librarian for the Bethel Park Public Library in Allegheny County. Great, thank you. Joanne, in addition to the three of you, who were the other key members of your team? Um, Ann Bramblett, who is the director of the West Piston Library that's located in Northeast Pennsylvania, and Elizabeth Shoemaker, who was previously employed as the Special Collections Assistant at the Weinberg Memorial Library at University of Scranton. And I also want to say that the time and commitment and individual abilities that Ed, Melissa, and Ann and Beth devoted to this project were invaluable to the success and launching of it statewide. They were and are so incredibly awesome to work with. And I, you know, deserve all a lot of the all of the credit as this program moves forward. Thank you. I, I think the um, ability of this team to work beautifully together has, has shown through in the end result. Um, I agree, Jill, but I think that um, Joanne needs to include herself in that recognition as well. <laughs> okay, thanks, Melissa. Um, and Melissa, can you go ahead and describe what the team's mis mission was and what some of the challenges were for your team? Sure. Our mission came from our PALS project, and it was one sentence. It was support the implementation of PA Forward Libraries branding. So, of course, you can see it was very vague. So not only did we have to define and interpret what this meant to us, but also what outcomes we expected to have in a year when we needed to come back to the PALS to present our project. The challenge we had was to strategize how we could successfully market something that we as a group had just briefly learned about, but luckily the PA Forward website had a wealth of information and our group mentor, Jennifer Lucas, was helpful with getting us in touch with PALA members who could also be helpful. It was also a challenge that we were all strangers to one another and were not geographically close to one another. 
So we knew we had to have online meetings. Again, luckily we had cohesiveness right away. Our team member, Anne, was always reminding us how perfectly laid out our group was compared to the leadership orientation instrument that we completed during our PAL session. Each of us had a strength in one area, structural, human resource, symbolic, and political. And always believed that this led to our success as a team and the balance of each of our skills. That's great. And it does sound like you had quite a few challenges to overcome. Um, I'm wondering, Melissa, if you could just add on what what was the like web conferencing? How did you meet um, virtually? Sure. We used Google Hangouts and then we used a Gmail um, Google Drive to keep all of our notes in. So we would start the agenda and throw it out to the group members. Everyone would add to it. And then when we got to the meeting, we would meet on the Google Hangouts and discuss everything. Okay, great. Thank you. Joanne, could you tell us a little bit about what the thinking was or what the concept behind the program was? Sure. The concept, the concept behind the program is based on the PA Forward initiative that launched about four or five years ago. Um, and the PA Forward Initiative identifies five literacy areas that are vital to everyone's ability to thrive in Pennsylvania. And the literacies are basic information, civic and social, health and financial. So the thing that was clear to our team as we talked about our PAL's mission was that PA Forward was a statewide initiative that wanted to create a unified voice for all libraries in order to help libraries basically tell their story, you know, how how libraries provide essential services and resources to their communities. You know, and that libraries join together, they would be able to more effectively demonstrate and raise the awareness and value of their libraries to their communities and stakeholders in a really powerful way. And as we wrestled with how that could be applied by different types of libraries with different needs and different staffing and different resources all over Pennsylvania, you know, we kept coming back to several key questions that kind of drove you know, how we uh, focused on what we needed to do. And, and that was, you know, why should a library participate? You know, how did it benefit the library, their community, and their stakeholders? And what incentives were there? How could we determine if the library was incorporating the PA Ford initiative into the programming? So basically developing criteria. How would we get the word out about this program to so many diverse libraries? So all these questions guided how we approached the mission. And then because the members of our team came from different types of libraries, uh, it really added a level of understanding to the discussion and I think ultimately enabled us to really anticipate a lot of the questions that came up during the different phases of the project. And again, I would say that it sounds like you really had a lot of challenges that you had to face, um, but it, it seems like that you as a team were able to overcome those challenges. Um, Melissa, could you tell us a little bit about where the idea for the program originated? Like I said previously, our mission was one sentence to support the implementation of the PA Forward Libraries branding. Um, we've been working on this project for a year and a half now, so the origins I think are a bit gray. I went back to look at my notes and um, I can see I highlighted from our first meeting um, four points and I have incentive ways libraries can use PA Forward criteria and ways to sell. So I feel still, or I still feel like we're fulfilling the original mission that we um, 
we're on as the PE Forward Star Library program incorporates all of these features. The details evolved through monthly online meetings, emails, and a group email account where the collaborative documents were stored. Okay, great. And so now that the, the program is underway, Joanne, are there things that you're thinking about or, or that you envision for the next iteration of the program? Well, actually, I'm sure there are going to be lots of voices contributing to, you know, what evolves as far as the Star Library program. From my perspective, I'd like to see it continue to evolve because I think if it doesn't, it could become stale. So some things that I'm hoping to see are an increasing value that would come with achieving the star. Uh, maybe that could be something like us, maybe become a, a standard. So, you know, patrons uh, would look for that as a stamp of approval, like, uh, oh, hey, you know, this is a gold star library and they know that library is making every effort to provide quality program that addresses those five key areas that we talked about that are essential to the success and well-being of every individual. And then, of course, other libraries would want to earn their stars, too, and it, be, it could become quite competitive and definitely provide even more bragging rights. The other thing that I think will help in getting it to that level of value and importance um, and another thing that I'd like to see evolve would be developing some way of measuring the success and impact on the library's programming activities, you know, that identify any of those five literacies of the PA Forward Initiative. So I think those are two areas that I'd really like to um, see uh, come to fruition into 2.0 version. And as I said, as we hear more and more from other libraries that are, you know, joining the, the STAR program, it'll certainly help us to develop the future versions of this program. Okay, thank you. Ed, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about how your original vision for the program changed over the planning process and the pilot run of the program. Okay, yeah, um, the others have kind of already touched on this, but during our planning process, we kept thinking of the program really as only like a potential program. So we spent a lot of time working on developing an overall framework, so actions and steps, levels and rewards, but we didn't really consider what the next step forward would be, particularly as a PALS project is only expected to last one year, and we had already used up about half of it. So the thinking was, okay, oh, a PALS group will take care of doing the pilot run if we get everything ready, and then if that works, the group after that can take care of moving it statewide. So the real push for creating an actual testable STAR library program came when we were approached by June hotailing and presented with the possibility of using the North Central District as a pilot group. The district comprises about 45 libraries, so at most we would now have 45 libraries on which to try out all of our ideas. So we weren't really sure what type of reception we get or even what the actual participation rate would be. Oh, and, and to go with that, we also had less than two months to get all of our ideas hammered out into something that was actually going to be usable. So our approach in the end was fairly low tech, basically just an email account and a lot of spreadsheets. Basically, you do this stuff and send us proof, and we mark it down and send you an award. This seemed to work fairly well, and by the time we wrapped up the pilot, we had gotten around 50% of the libraries to participate and had generated lots of feedback, both from within the program and from the greater library community. But as things work out, you know, instead of passing the program along to another group, we were then asked to collaborate with others from PA forward committees to begin preparations for launching the program statewide. 
So the major thing that became very clear early on during discussions was that the low-tech approach that we had used during the pilot was not going to work on a larger scale. There was simply no way that one or two people could ever keep track of that many libraries and all the great things they were doing to promote PA forward. So we had to start looking at other ways of taking our original ideas and adapting them to this new larger scale. So we began to brainstorm and meet with other PA4 committee, media, committee members and to seek outside guidance from people who just knew more than we did. So the system that we ultimately tested and decided upon was built on the framework we had already created, but used a more gamified approach. Rather than just sending materials and receive credit on a spreadsheet, we created a website built on a system of achievements, system of achievements and levels, similar to a video game. So libraries create accounts and accumulate actions, and when they've completed enough actions, these then get turned into awards and badges, which libraries can post on their own websites and social media. And then the libraries can just go back and build onto what they've already done and go further and higher in the program, completing more actions and achieving higher levels. So that's where the program stands right now. I mean, it's different than when we started, but still recognizably the same product. And we can expect even more changes to come as we get additional feedback over the upcoming months as we see what is and isn't working, and as we come up with even better ideas, such as the things that Joanne just mentioned when talking about the 2.0 version of the program. Great. You know, I hadn't really considered this before, but uh, listening to you talk about the, the way that the program evolved, it really is sort of a gamified program and a badging program. That's, that's really interesting because that's a big deal right now. So I'm excited to hear that. And it wasn't an avenue that we had actually looked to explore. It was just when we met with some people, that was one of the options that they gave us. And the more we looked at it, you know, it might as well be fun for everybody since they are doing some extra work. At least they get something back out of it and it can be kind of enjoyable. Yeah, I think so. And that there's that element that uh, Joanne talked about a little bit of competition, maybe. So, um, so yeah, I think that 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 does add an element of fun. Okay, so um, it sounds like some of the feedback that you got really did help to shape the program. Now that the program has been, has been launched statewide, Melissa, can you tell us a little bit about whether you're getting any feedback from new participants about how it's going or what they think about the program? Sure, as part of the process of earning the PA Forward Stars, we've asked participating libraries to give us some sort of feedback on their process so far, recommendations that they might have for other libraries, and whether they find the process difficult or easy. Then with that information we've collected, we are able to monitor and gauge people's reactions to the program, as well as make tweaks and adjustments as needed to the program itself. I think one of the big things we are hearing is that participating in the PA Forward Star Library program is causing libraries to really look at and think about the programs and services they are offering. We all think we know everything about what our library has to offer to the public. After all, we're the ones coming up with the programs and producing all the flyers and newspaper blurbs about them. But when we actually start to pair up what we're offering with PA Forward's five literacies, we start to take more notice which areas we are promoting fairly heavily and which ones we aren't offering much in. For example, we've heard from a number of libraries where, where they've looked at all the programs they are already offering and they realize they offer a whole lot of programs which support the basic literacy, information literacy, and even financial literacy. But when it comes to health or civic and social programming, they aren't offering as many. Another thing that pops up a lot is libraries are discovering that making use of the PA Forward in their libraries isn't nearly as difficult or time consuming as they thought. Everyone has the programs we as library offer supports literacy in some way, we just aren't in the habit of thinking of it that way. 
Story times support basic literacy. Basic computer classes support information literacy. Programs on financial aid and scholarship opportunities support the financial literacy. Walking groups support health literacy and local history presentations support civic and social literacy. It's just a matter of figuring out which literacy we're already offering and labeling it as such. I have two short bits of feedback, which I think neatly sum up all of this. One is, our path to the silver star in civic and social literacy was easy than expected, but also a welcome challenge. The entire process has encouraged us to think more about diversity in our library programming, as well as our book collections. We learned that civic and social literacy comes in many forms other than high school civics or world cultures class. Civics, civic and social literacy can include diverse picture books, art and music programming, and even working with the local Girl Scouts to create strong girls programming. And the second bit I'd like to share is, the hardest part was explaining the process and importance to my staff. They are wary of anything that requires additional work, but the more I explained the program and that we were already doing most of the work, they jumped on board. Our library board is excited to have this type of distinction, and if we can complete the gold level this year, we can announce it along with our strategic plan, which we will be spending most of this year working on. It'll be a great year for our library coming up. That's great, and so one of the things that I hear is that a really important part of this program is that it's helping libraries to to consider what they're already doing, which they may not have thought about before, uh, how much they're actually doing, and really articulate their value to their communities, and also to think about additional ways that they can, tr can contribute to their communities. So I think that that is uh, probably one of the most important things about this program. I'm really excited about this. Um, Ed, I'm sure there are lots of people who will be interested after hearing the podcast in participating in the program. Can you tell us how they can find more information about participating? So yeah, um, the best place to find more information about the Star Library program would be the Star Library program's website. So it's paforwardstarlibraries.org. And once you're on the page, there's the resources tab, which has all of the documents you need to just to start thinking about and to figure out how you can participate in the program. Um, another place to go that has a lot of information is the Pennsylvania Library Association Association's website, which is palibraries.org. Under the Get Involved tab, just click on PA Forward, on the PA Forward link, and you'll get to the PA Forward Toolkit, which is kind of like a one-stop shop for everything you wanted to know about PA Forward and how to use it in your library. Uh, one really cool part of that toolkit is the PA Forward Commons Database, which was a PALS project also at the same time when we started ours which lists a lot of the great PA Forward programming ideas that libraries have been coming up with. And of course, there's a whole slew of materials that we created just for the STAR Library program, including flyer templates, images, and press releases. And lastly, if, there's a, if anyone has a general question, they can always contact the head of PA Forward, who is Randy Hunter Davenport over at PA Library, or Pennsylvania Library Association. And her email is paforward at palibraries.org, or you can give her a call at 717-766 7663. Great, thank you so much. 
Joanne, Melissa, Ed, thank you for joining us today and for sharing your stories. And thank you to our listeners as well. For more information about this episode and how you could be featured on the podcast, visit www.palibraries.org. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. 